Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Hannah Hamans. Hannah is wife to Todd, and they have three children, Smith, Emma, and Bo. Hannah is here to share about her almost six-year battle with infertility and the ways the Lord used that time in her life. Hannah's heart is to be a resource for other women, and our prayer is that this episode will encourage you no matter what season of waiting you may be in. Welcome, Hannah. Hi, thank you. So glad you're here. To start, will you tell us a little bit about how you met Todd and how long y'all were married before you started having kids? Yeah, so we met at church, um, Preston Baptist Church in Plano. Todd was on staff and I was the director of a class. Um, If you ask him how we met, I've heard him say multiple times that I was just hanging around and um, I, in fact, was serving. I was the director of a class. Maybe he was hanging around. Yeah, exactly. Um, We met at a leadership summit and we dated for probably four or five months, um, got engaged and then married four or five months after that. We celebrated our 10-year anniversary just this past month. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, When we got married, we decided that we wanted to wait probably about a year to start a family, just have some time by ourselves before we started having kids. And um, I feel like we were a little naive in that. Um, We can make plans. God has better plans and bigger plans. And so um, we ended up, we tried for about a year and realized, hey, this is not working as we had planned. And so um, we went to a doctor And that kind of began our journey with infertility. So when did you realize that you might be experiencing infertility and what were the next steps you took? So like you went to a doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably after trying for a year, Mm -hmm. knowing it wasn't happening Mm -hmm. as quickly as it had for others or just they kind of ask you to wait, probably Mm -hmm. try for a year before you come. Um, We were put on, well, I was put on Clomid um, and we took that for several months uh, before we got pregnant, and um, it actually, I found out early that I was pregnant. I, when you're going through infertility, you're so in tune mm-hmm. with your body and how things are going on. Um, I just could tell that something was a little different, and I went ahead and took a test, and it was positive. And quickly, the same day, I called the doctor. I was like, I need a blood test. I'm like, well can't get you in that quickly. And you're like, but actually, please. (laughs) I know. I was very persistent. I ended up going to a family doctor and they were like, it's inconclusive. You do have the hormone in your blood, but it's not super high. So we'll just bring you back in a few days and check again. The waiting game. I know. I know. So uh, we did that and I was taken as like, oh gosh, this is the first time I've ever had a positive pregnancy test. We're for sure pregnant, you know? Yeah. Um, went back and they said, you know, it's, it's increasing, but it's not doubling as it should. Mm. And so we're just going to keep an eye on it. In the meantime, I ended up going to, um, my OBGYN and they also said the same thing. They did an ultrasound and they really didn't see any sign of a baby Mm. in there. Um, it was super early, like super early, uh, three weeks, which, Mm -hmm. That's quite early. Like most people don't know even at that time. Yeah. So they were like, well, we're just going to monitor the situation, which hindsight, 
it was such a blessing that I was so in tune with things because it turned out to be an ectopic pregnancy, which mm. is super dangerous. Yeah. Um, at some point, it will rupture, and due to blood loss and things, it can be it can be really bad for the mom. So we found out super early and just monitored it. And um, once once it was determined that it was an ectopic pregnancy, we had to have surgery. Mm. Um, I ended up losing my tube, and. In that surgery, the doctor tested my other tube and he said that it was blocked. And so I didn't know this because I had been in surgery, but he, the doctor had gone out to my husband and our mothers were out there and just told them that we would not be able to conceive on our own. Um, that kind of like, why wouldn't he have waited and just told you after surgery? I don't know. I can't answer that question. Uh, bizarre to me yeah so he told them that and then and then my husband told me that Mm -hmm. so we were kind of settling in for oh this is not just going to be a oh we'll try again next month Mm -hmm. you know keep trying it next this is like a this is a big deal we're going to be here for a little while um yeah so that's when it settled in that this was so what was the process after that like did did you? I mean, you didn't give up because you have three kids. Yeah. So what came next? <clears throat> so we, um, we actually kind of took a few months to kind of recover from that. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're like, you know what? God's bigger. We can. He's done miracles. We can just pray that He's going to do that for us. When it wasn't happening the way that you know we had hoped, then we started seeking out a fertility doctor. Um, we came across this doctor who. Um, his tagline was conceiving miracles. He was a believer and, um, every meeting with him, we just felt Mm. like a piece about things. And I don't know, there's, there's this, um, stigma around IVF that Mm -hmm. is probably why we kept it kind of hush hush. We really didn't care (laughs) about some of those opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things is that when he met with us, he said, I I am not creating life. Mm-hmm. I am taking your God-made egg and his God-made sperm, and I'm just helping them meet. At that point, I can't do anything. It's up to God mm-hmm. whether he wants to create life in that or not. I can't guarantee that it's going to um, work. Work Like once he transfers the embryo, I can't guarantee that it's going like to implant. Yeah, says, I'm just helping them. I'm just helping them meet. Um, I am not creating life here. And so I think that that was so important for us. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't dealing with this doctor who had like this sense of godness that he was mm-hmm. he was doing this. It was that he was just helping our our embryo like the egg and the sperm meat like he wasn't creating life there and he was leaving it up to god that was important for us oh that's so cool um so what happened once y'all started um ivf what was it like emotionally and physically to walk through so at this point you've walked through maybe two years it sounds like of infertility Mm -hmm. and then you start ivf what is that like in your mind so i've heard the horror stories just from online i guess mm-hmm. online don't look online dangerous place oh yeah um that you know these hormones just wreak havoc on your body which they do but as far as emotions i don't know maybe my hormones were so out of whack beforehand i did not feel that i was just raging mm-hmm. on them you'll have to ask my husband about that <laughs> he may answer differently but to myself i felt like oh this is kind of calming me down like this is 
they did wreak havoc. It was not a pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like I was just raging all the time, like lashing yeah. out, which is what online led me to believe mm-hmm. would be happening. Um, no, but, you know, lots of shots. Uh, I definitely have the life hacks, though, of making them more bearable. So if anybody's going through it and they want to know, a little bit of ice, you know, ice for five minutes before the shot, you don't even feel Great it. Great idea. Oh, yeah. I am a baby when it comes to any kind of shot. <laughs> so like if I have to go to the doctor and get blood drawn or anything like that, like I'm out for the rest of the day. Yeah. And so maybe I'll just try the ice hack. Next yeah. time I have to get, I think I'm due for a tetanus or something soon and I'm dreading it. So well, just I, that thing. you can do it. You can do it. I was terrified of shots. I would, I had passed out before like getting a shot. I would hold my breath the whole oh, yeah. time. Um, and I was just, so I was, it was very daunting going mm-hmm. into it. Like I don't even like shots. I'm you're about to have to get I'm one all the time. myself mm-hmm. shots. And, you know, it. I was very scared. But you know what? You can do hard things. Like, mm-hmm. you can – God gives you the strength to go through with it. And, I mean, yeah, I'm not scared of shots anymore. I can I can take it. <laughs> you can do it. I can do it. <laughs> I overcome that fear. So how many rounds of IVF did you all end up going through? And then what did each round look like? So we did one egg retrieval. Okay. And then we did five total embryo transfers. So we were blessed in that we had got enough eggs the first time that we didn't have to go through that process. Um, I think that was probably the hardest process. Mm -hmm. Uh, We then did the five or five embryo transfers. The first one did not work. The second one worked, but we miscarried. Mm -hmm. The third one did not work. And the fourth one worked, but we miscarried. It was also twins. And then Mm -hmm. the fifth one we got pregnant with our twins who are here with us now. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I know. Oh, you've got the cutest twins. Thank you. Um, how did you, like, what made you want to keep going after the years and then you had four rounds that either didn't work or did mis- in miscarriage and big pregnancy? How did you keep going? So I knew that God had placed a desire in my heart to have kids. I've always wanted to be a mom. I can remember always wanting to be a mom. Um, I knew that... Once we went down this path of IVF, we were going to see it through. I think if we had run out of embryos, we probably would have stopped and mm-hmm. um, gone another direction. Instead of doing another egg Yeah, retrieval. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we continued on that path since we still had the embryos to use. Um, but I just think that – I think the door just kept opening uh, for us to go that route. Um, I really – really wanted to be a mom and whichever way that would have happened. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> what did your marriage look like in this season? So uh, we've seen so many times infertility kind of driving a wedge mm-hmm. in marriage. And I'm not going to say it was always easy. Hormones could have had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. But I do think we tried to like come together during mm-hmm. that time. We did fun things. We were spontaneous, did little weekend getaways, went on trips, um, date nights, and tried to make the most out of that situation. And we knew it at some point, whichever way God answered that prayer, you know, once you have kids, things change a little bit and not so spontaneous. <laughs> You're not going on spontaneous no, trips anymore? You know, packing for children is a lot more than just throwing something in a bag and going. Your weekend's so, over by that oh, point. Yeah, yeah. So we're not quite so spontaneous, but we tried to make the most of that situation despite mm-hmm. like the, the journey we were on and the hurt and the 
the pain that we tried to make the most out of it um, and still praise God in the middle of that storm. Just um, I, it was important to us that he that we um, believed that he was good mm-hmm. no matter the circumstance what the outcome would be so how did you keep from getting bitter because if this time in your life is anything like the time in my current life (laughs) i get on facebook every day and see a different pregnancy announcement it feels like like so many announcements and baby showers and all the things yeah how did you guard your heart against that bitterness it was very hard Mm -hmm. um it was a conscious decision that i had to make um my my sister was also pregnant during that time. Friends, close friends. Um, it was it was difficult, but I wanted to weather the storm well. I wanted at the end of it, whatever the outcome was going to be, I wanted to um, not have burned those bridges in the process. Mm-hmm. Those people meant a lot to me. I wanted to celebrate with them. It was exciting, new life, regardless of you know my current situation. It was so exciting. Um, I wished that my announcement had been sooner, but man, I'm so glad that um, that God's timing was perfect and that during that time, um, I was able to celebrate with them because they were my biggest prayer warriors in mm-hmm. my journey as well. You know, not that I do it for that, but just that they were so excited for me. And um, it also, it's really hard to, to um, be bitter when you are trying to praise him in the process. Like your, mm-hmm. if your words are filled with um, praise for him mm-hmm. and um, just the joy know. of the Lord. I yeah. Mean. It's, it's hard to, to be bitter when you're singing praise to him, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. we tried to just remain constant in that. You oh, know? I love that. Um, so if you were looking back, what do you wish you had known when you started this season? I knew someone who had gone through infertility, but I did not know anybody who had gone through IVF. And Mm -hmm. so I wish that I had someone that had, I don't know, reached out. Mm -hmm. I I really just didn't know anybody. So it's, it's kind of hard to, but, um, someone who had reached out and been like, Hey, I've been there. All of these procedures, you know, kind of walk you through it. Yeah. Because I was going in so blindly. Like I had no idea. And something that I thought was going to be so simple and not a big deal, it was not so simple. And it it was kind of, it was painful. And Mm -hmm. so just having someone just give me like the ugly truth about it, you know, like here's, or just, hey, that's not that big of a deal. If I was fretting over something, oh, that's really not that big, you know, just kind Mm -hmm. of, that one's not a big deal. This one is. Prep your mindset, you know, (laughs) just kind of give you, warning or whatever but um i kind of just had to feel those things out on my own and um i someone close to me has recently gone through infertility as well and i was able to kind of help her through those procedures she Mm -hmm. would you know reach out or something and okay you know i do think you're going to need someone with you at the that procedure i Mm -hmm. think you're going to want someone to drive you home for that just just help i just didn't have that and so it would have been so helpful um, not that I wish it on anybody, mm-hmm. but it would have been great. So I want to be that for yeah. somebody, you know? Yeah. Well, and as much as Todd could walk with you through this process, he wasn't going through all the procedures that you were. Mm-mm. And so he can hold your hand, but he doesn't know how to prepare you or anything like that because it it's it's a lot that women go through. Mm-hmm. And so having another woman to say, let me walk with you through this. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to we're going to get through it, mm-hmm. um, which is biblical community and how we're called to live anyways. Yeah. 
Um, so what encouragement, what encouraged you during the season of waiting? Any Bible verses or songs or anything like that? I have a lot of Bible verses, but I'm not going to give you all of them. I'll write them down uh, and put them in the show notes. <laughs> no. So one of the ones that really spoke to me, um, and I told this at the Life Together the other day, um, was the Isaiah 43, 2. Um, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and the, through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Um, when we first started this infertility journey, I told Todd, it just felt like I was in the ocean, and a wave would walk, knock me over, um, and before I could get my footing again, another wave would come, mm-hmm. and then another wave would come, and it's just, it, I just didn't feel like I could get my footing, mm-hmm. like stand up and... and Catch your breath. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. Um so uh, this verse, though, is where God was telling Israel they were his chosen people. He would protect them and provide for them. And it didn't mean that there weren't going to be hard times, but it just meant that we weren't going to be alone in that. He was mm-hmm. going to be with us. He was going to uh, protect us, and they wouldn't be overcome by those situations. Um, I loved it so much that um, Todd and I ended up getting matching tattoos of that. waves on our little, on our foot and um, before— we got him like right before at the tattoo parlor. Todd was like, "Okay, this is permanent." <laughs> what? That's crazy. <laughs> Are you sure you want to get this? It's gonna be forever. And I was like, "You know what? I've got the scars on my body from when I had our ectopic pregnancy. Ectopic mm-hmm. pregnancy. Um, I did not choose to have them, but I see them every day. They're gonna be there forever. And I want something that I can look at and be like, you know what? This this journey that we're on that seemed to be quite a long one." Um, I want to look back and see God's faithfulness because we're not, hopefully we're not always going to be in this season and someday, you know, and I have to tell you, I don't regret the tattoo. I see it all the time. And I'm like, I remember the moment, like what I was feeling in that moment when we Mm -hmm. got it. I remember, I see what God has delivered us from, like what he's brought us through. And um, I don't regret the tattoo. I love it. Good for you. (laughs) Not that I condone it. I'm not telling everybody to go get tattoos, but we're not going to go get sleep. No, 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 no. But (laughs) I would pass out back to the needle thing. You can only eye so much. (laughs) I will say this was before our um, IVF journey and I did pass out after my tattoo. I did hold my breath the whole time and I just like leaned over the railing. Todd was like, what's wrong? I can't talk right now. And they just passed out, you know. That would be me. Yeah. That yeah. would be me. So I, I won't be getting another one, I don't believe. Um, one is good for you. One is good, but <laughs> yeah, I've overcome the needle fear now. But, See, you know, I'm so proud. Yeah. So proud. Yeah. So the other verse that um, really spoke to me <clears throat> is he has made everything beautiful in its time. Mm. Ecclesiastes 311. Um, I, before I was pregnant with the twins, I was reading a devotional by Melanie Schenkel, mm-hmm. and she talked about on one of the days that she was driving um, in Texas in the springtime, and and there were blue bonnets, and there were fields and fields of blue bonnets, and then a couple of weeks later, um, those blue bonnet fields were gone, like they didn't they dried up, but there was a single blue bonnet here or a patch of blue bonnets there. And it's not that those blue bonnets were late. Mm-hmm. They weren't, it just wasn't their time to bloom. And now mm-hmm. is their time. And so that was such a, a good reminder to me, like just because all my friends and family are having their babies, starting their families, it wasn't that I'm late. I just, it wasn't my time. And I feel like, you know, it, it it is my time now. I have my beautiful babies and I, his timing could not be more perfect. So you had your twins on the last round of IVF. Mm-hmm. Okay. But tell us about Bo. How did he get here? <laughs> so you know what? Um, none of my children were 
in my timing. It was all the Lord's timing. It was the week of the twins' first birthday. So still babies. They couldn't even uh-huh, walk. Uh-huh. Uh, we found out that we were pregnant with Bo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, the biggest surprise of our lives. We I actually had COVID at the time, and I kept telling Todd, like, my my milk supply, I was nursing the twins, uh-huh. is, is just plummeted. I don't know what happened. It must be COVID. And then, and then all of a sudden, I was like, well, maybe, maybe I— it could be pregnancy. I don't know. He goes, no, let's not even waste the money on a test. It's not. And I was like, eh, I'm, I'm, I, it could be. So he went and got the test. And sure enough, that thing lit up like a Christmas tree. Not even oh two gosh. seconds. Like it was very positive. It's like, seriously? And we were told, obviously, we couldn't conceive on our own. Um, later, when I went to get an ultrasound, they told me that it was conceived on the side that I had no tube. Oh, my gosh. It gives me chills. Every and time. it was just. Like you can tell, I guess which which ovary it comes from, and it was it was conceived on that side. And then the person doing the sonograms like this really should not have happened. It's very rare for that to happen. So yeah, our little miracle babies. You're like that's good. All of them. Oh yeah, yeah. All of it is his timing. Oh, isn't that crazy? And so I can't sweet. imagine now like not having our babo. That's what the kids call him, babo. Babo. Yeah, I can't imagine. So yeah, his timing is perfect. I love it. Well, Hannah, mm-hmm. thanks for coming and sharing your story with us. Um, before we go, um, will you say a prayer for anyone that finds themselves um, dealing with infertility? And yes. then I'll ask you our two questions. Absolutely. Um, Heavenly Father, I pray right now for anyone who's going through a season of waiting, um, specifically for infertility. I pray, Father, that they would have someone in their lives that they can be real with. Um, I pray that they have someone that they can talk to about it. Um, it can be such an isolating thing to go through. I pray, Father, that if they don't have that, that they'll reach out. Um, there's people who've gone there before them um, that want to be a resource for them. I pray, Father, that you would comfort them during their, this time, that they would feel your presence, that the Holy Spirit would would just um, illuminate um, text through the Bible that will um, re reaffirm their faith, will reassure them that this is just a season, um, and that will um, bring you closer to them, Father. I pray um, I pray that their season would be swift and that they would see your work in, in that. Um, and I pray, Father, that, that you will just answer the, the desires of their heart with overwhelming um, perfection, as I know you do. Um, We love you, Father. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Hannah. Um, Okay, so our two questions we ask every podcast guest. What is something you're learning and what is something you're loving? All right. Right now, I'm loving this fall weather. Oh, it's so good. Putting on a sweatshirt. Don't blink. It might go away. No, I'm putting on the sweatshirt this morning. It just brought me joy. I was Mm -hmm. so excited getting the kids' fall clothes out for them. They want to go be outside and trace leaves and it's awesome. I love it so much. I'm going to make chili. Um, and then I'm learning. So someone, when I moved here, told me that I need to learn how to play Mahjong. And so I am. I'm learning. <gasps> I'm watching YouTube videos. I have, you know, I've got a long way to go. But I'm learning. Uh-huh. I want someone. I need someone to teach me in person. Uh-huh. YouTube can only go so far. So, but I want to play. I want to. Let, let's all learn. Yeah. Like, we need all Mahjong learn parties. You can start in my house. We'll do yeah. it. But <laughs> for the chili. That yes, you're exactly. Yeah. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Hannah, thanks for being here today. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. 
And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GAVC underscore women. See you next time.